Hello and welcome once again to Center Left Radio, the progressive voice of hope, politics, and jazz. My name is Richard Gazer, and as always, I am pleased and I'm honored to be your host and your commentator for another of our commentary shows, one of the shows that we have up on air and online 24-7 here at www.centerlefttalkradio, one word, centerlefttalkradio.com. You can listen to us, of course, as a standard podcast. That's the first link on our homepage, www.centerlefttalkradio.com. Or as a, as we uh, are fond of calling it, a radio loop, which is precisely what it sounds like. It is uh, a version of this show running in a constant loop on a separate, uh, highly, uh, highly well, highly guarded, totally segregated, separate computer, uh, living living a life of quiet luxury but nonstop activity in a corner of the studio, where this show runs. And at whatever point it happens to be, when you click the second link, the Radio Loop link on the homepage, that's the point at which you'll pick up the show, much as you would if you were to simply turn on your car radio or any other radio in a rather analog fashion, uh, imagining that maybe uh, the Beatles will appear on Ed Sullivan very shortly thereafter, or perhaps the next day, and pick up the show wherever it happens happens to be and get involved in it and basically surrender a little of the control that otherwise flows with working with a podcast surrender the control for the um, the surprise the 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 unexpected that comes along with just tuning in at whatever point the show happens to be we have listeners who enjoy the show both ways as a podcast or as uh, a radio Loop, and we'll provide it and we'll continue to provide it to you that way, happily. Uh, since we're in unavoidably uh, moving into the, uh, the midterm season, and, uh, and, and that, of course, uh, invariably involves the power of uh, of the former president of the disgraced twice impeached for I, I I like the way Nicole Wallace set that set that up at MSNBC she um she's turned this into something of a of an introductory mantra uh, at some point when first mentioning Trump and Trump invariably shows up everywhere Trump wants to be everywhere Trump has gotten his wish again and again and it's the wish you know that you say be careful what you wish for your wishes may come true certainly the Republican Party is recognizing that but she'll often say the twice impeached disgraced former president and, and I, I, it, it's it's been picked up by several other people and it, it helps to simply remind us to, to contextualize Donald uh, so that no one really gets a chance to forget what a piece of crap we're dealing with here it, there there is so the this the saga surrounding the totally legal search of his Mar-a-Lago residence by the FBI, uncovering uh, in uncovering 186. No, let me see now. Was it 
Was it the new search that uncovered 186 pieces of information, or indi- individual, or was it, or was it what they what they already had received from him? I I lose track of this. Um, in, in one of his uh, in one of his uh, tweets about not tweets, he's not allowed to do that. In one of the truth. Truth Social, I think he calls this platform, which is about to collapse, by the way, because Trump refuses to pay the people who are supposed to be doing uh, various things for him. So this is going to be another piece of of, of Trump-sponsored stuff that will go away because Donald doesn't like to pay his bills. It's that simple. Just after the search had been conducted, Donald came out on his Truth Social platform and said, you see, there, oh, no, 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 I'm, I'm sorry. This was just after the redacted, the redacted uh, affidavit had come out. And Donald said, you see, there's nothing in the unredacted portion that says anything about uh, nuclear secrets, and and and, you, and I guess you had to stop and pause for a second and think about that. Um, the nuclear secrets was one of the uh, one of the statements that was made by quote an FBI source uh, operating uh, or, or providing information to uh, I guess it may have been the New York Times or the Washington Post maybe the Wall Street Journal but it was widely being reported that there was a belief on the part of the FBI that there were uh, in, there were documents relating to nuclear uh, deployment now was this the location of bombs? Was it the location of perhaps submarines and other vessels that might be carrying nuclear weapons? The possibility, the possibility of bombers carrying them? Stuff that you definitely wouldn't want enemies of this country to get their hands on stuff that could really compromise national security. I mean, that's why they are called, you know, <laughs> secret documents and various levels of secrecy, top secrets, top secret compartmentalized, apparently, I'm learning, being the highest of these, meaning that not only are you among just a handful of humans with the right to see this document, but you can only look at it in a very, very specific room with all sorts of uh, of all sorts of uh, non uh, spy, with spy deflecting software or hardware, what whatever needs to keep this stuff as safe as humanly possible. Well, well, Donald, of course, had all this stuff sitting, you know. In a basement room, someplace in Mar-a-Lago, with a uh, with apparently a very pickable lock, or 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 people going in and out, and and defying every single possible rule of safety and national security, and it went on and on for a year and a half, and finally they had to raid the place. But when he said 
that there was nothing mentioned in the unredacted portion of the affidavit concerning nuclear weapons. Uh, it, it, it was the first, one of the first real signs to me of this growing tenor of desperation about trying to find some kind of uh, lie, pick, pick, pick your lie, that will basically really galvanize the base and really, really get them all pumped up so that this is actually, this is a positive for Donald. It becomes, it becomes something that will, well, maybe, maybe I took a negative over there, but this will be positive for me for the elections. And of course, by getting enough people in the public to bitch and moan about my, my, next, my most recent grievance caused by my own you know, uh, inadequate brain power, uh, I'll be protected. Uh, well, you know, I, I mean, I am the Donald. And then on top of that, I was the president, and, and you must defer to me. So what I, what I need to do to keep that, that protective shield around me is come up with another pretty good lie. And this was more of a misdirection, but it's, it's, it's a misdirection that really is on the edge of a lie. They didn't have any unredacted information about a nuclear weapon, as if they would as if they would. It's so ridiculous to imagine that the FBI would have left in a statement to the effect, you know, and by the way, um, we, are, we uh, were after we were, this is the, remember, this is the affidavit preceding the raid. So, you know, it wasn't as though, well, here's what we found. No, you'd have to live, you'd have to be able to jump through time to be able to do that, to write what you found as well as what you anticipated at the same time. So they couldn't say they had found this information in the affidavit because the affidavit was for supporting a warrant that had not been executed at the time the affidavit was written. It, it's, it's that simple. But, but that, of course, does not stop Donald from making a claim that defies time and reason and says they didn't say anything there about nuclear stuff. Okay, uh, does that mean you know there's nuclear stuff there? Does that mean that, um, that you are simply lying about knowing that there's nuclear stuff? You're bringing it up as though maybe the nuclear stuff is the stuff that you're aware is the most egregious uh, material that you may have held. I mean, there, there, there's a thousand different reasons to bring it up. But what but one reason that is not fulfilled is that it's not a permission slip. It's not a get-out-of-jail-free card for Donald simply because he was defying time and location by saying this and, and, and just basically uh, going beyond anything that might be considered rational behavior on the part of the FBI, who had already said, 
that it was seeking to preserve the security of its processes in terms of who knew what and how they got to the point of understanding that they had to raid this place and what was where and everything else. And for them to come out and say, oh, and by the way, Box 17 had all of the nuclear secrets in it uh, about where the submarines were located that carried the nuclear weapons. No, one did not expect to get anything like that. Nothing that would reveal the classified information that should have been protected in the first place, obviously. So, so Trump was playing that particular card, oh, maybe a week or so ago. And then, as, as, as it's become apparent that the, the, the percentage of Americans that want to see a, a, an effective prosecution based on this stuff, the percentage of Americans wishing to see that has hung in there at well over 50%. I think it's like 57% or 58% of Americans want to see this prosecuted. They want to see justice done in this situation. Prima facie, on its face, you got a guy who has had a government job who took hundreds of top secret and other high-level secret documents with him in total absolute defiance of the laws and rules that govern these documents for everybody. He did it after being told by counsel that he couldn't do it and did it anyway. And once he'd been called out for doing it, lied about how much he had, lied about how much was given back, and basically continue to do so until the FBI said, we've had enough of this, we're going in and taking it. And in so doing, made a point of saying, here are the three laws. In their supporting warrant, here are the three specific federal criminal statutes that have been violated by Donald Trump in holding these documents. It's, it's a, what we call a, a prima facie case. On its, on its face, there it is. There's all the stuff. Here is the motivation. Here is the knowledge. Here is the intent. Here is the material. Here is the violation of law. Duh, any one of us would be in jail by now. Any other one of us would have been prosecuted and jailed. Point set match, simplest thing in the world. Trump gets the deference because, A, he's, I guess, Donald, and somewhere in there uh, you had the uh, fact that he is the uh, disgraced former twice-impeached president. Uh, Yet, so, so there's all this. The numbers are not breaking his way on this. If you look at the, uh, the, uh, the election possibilities uh, for the U.S. Senate coming up in November, it now seems very likely that the Democrats will hold the Senate. The House is a toss-up at this point. Now, under any other circumstances, in a year where the House, the Senate, and the presidency had gone to one party by the midterm, by the following midterm, several things are inevitable in American, at least in modern American politics, the past hundred years or more. The, 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 the winning party from the election, from the presidential election, if they've, taken, if, they've, if they've run the table and taken the House and Senate, invariably loses seats 
in both chambers and will lose one or both. Now, add to that inflationary pressures that are out there in the economy right now, which are coming from rather predictable results of COVID and the way the co- that COVID affected production and, and, and production cycles and delivery cycles and, and supply chain capabilities. And, and working through all that, that on top of having a long, long run of, in many cases, artificially held down interest rates, and you suddenly find yourself with an, infl- with an inevitable inflationary cycle that has to be worked through. The Fed does the best it can, but rates will be raised now and then. The market is, is fluctuating with news on a given day of how the Fed is handling what and what the outlook is for the future and so on and so forth. That should really weigh super heavily on the shoulders of the incumbent party, the party that won the presidency and both houses of Congress. There should be a, a, a landslide, a massacre, not, not unlike what happened to Barack Obama in his first midterm uh, election. The, the only two presidents in modern history to avoid that were the Bushes, believe it or not, uh, father and son, both of whom had entered into wars before their, well, had, had gone into major military actions involving the Middle East prior to their midterm. It it winds up uh, Americans will avoid their normal tendency to swing to the other side, to to find the center once again, when uh, battles are, you know, when when we raise the flag up the pole and salute and shoot off cannons and, and claim national security and all that. Bush 41 did it with, uh, Operation Desert Storm, which is a which was a quick, quick take back of Kuwait from the forces of then Saddam Hussein uh, of Iraq. Uh, Bush 43 uh, got us into 20 years of war uh, in Iraq and Afghanistan and all that. We, I mean, we're not, we're not going to recite history here. Barring those two guys and barring war as a as a mechanism for avoiding the normal uh, consequences uh, of, uh, of, of the first midterm cycle after a big win for one party, that, that, that party tends to lose a whole lot. But it's not really going that way. You have candidates in Pennsylvania, in Ohio, uh, in, in Georgia, uh, senatorial candidates. I mean, Mehmet Oz. I mean, give me a break. Herschel Walker being put up there against Ralph Warnock. I mean, really? Why? Because well, these are people who who basically saddled up or sidled up to Donald and 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 stroked his ego. And basically then said they wanted to be uh, senatorial candidates who were willing to accept his big lie or tell him that they accepted his lie. And the next thing they know, they have an endorsement. And they're the worst candidates possible. 
Uh, Mitch McConnell goes so far as to say uh, uh, just a few days ago, uh, and I think we mentioned in our last show, that the odds, that, well, that we are suffering or we, we have a, it's, it's a quality of candidate issue for the Republic. Mitch, who's always just mincing words and parsing words like crazy, but left no doubt that he wasn't at all happy with what he was seeing in the running uh, on the senatorial side for this for this upcoming election, and and no no less a uh, a loyal a loyalist uh, and and an absolute uh, anti flip flopping individual as Lindsey Graham, uh, basically. Uh, just, just constantly resupporting everything that Trump said and keeping every line uh, going and 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 looking always for the possible way of 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 destroying uh, of, of of making sure the FBI was absolutely destroyed and their credibility completely shot to hell over this in an effort to get that number of Americans who want to see Donald prosecuted down below 50%. It's, it's, it's not happening. It's just not happening. It brings up the next cycle of activity. And, and that starts, I guess, just around this past weekend. And Lindsay gets on TV and says, I think he's on a Fox, it might have been a Fox Sunday news show of some sort, he says that um, if, 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 if Donald is prosecuted for the crimes that, the prima facie crimes that he has committed, if he's prosecuted, just, just, just indicted, there will be riots in the streets. Uh, did he say, I, I want there to be riots in the street? Did he say, I will be gleeful and joyful? No, no, no. There, he predicted there will be riots in the streets. At the same time he's saying this, there is a sentiment in a, in a still compressed, still growing, the numbers keep getting smaller, but the sentiment gets higher. There is a poll that got released this morning or yesterday, a poll of 2020 Trump voters, people who had voted for Donald Trump in the last election, 2020, that 54 or 55% of them believe there will be a major civil war in America within the next 10 years. Not, and this was not if he gets whether or not Donald gets indicted. This is just a civil war, period. Okay, I, I don't know how, how far it went or, or how deep they went in asking the questions about why you think there might be a civil war. No, they believe there'll be a civil war. Then you add to that another interesting piece of data, several more. Lindsay trying to walk back his riots in the streets statement, doing a horrific job of it. I happened to see, uh, see this, I think it was, might have been this morning, saying, I, I, I wasn't saying that I wanted to have riots in the street, but I'm saying I feel unfortunately that it might happen. I'm, I'm totally against violence. Violence is always, you, you, you get the idea. 
That comes after Mitch McConnell over the weekend has these three total loser senatorial candidates over at his house for what he claims is an annual event that he has every August. I, 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 always, I, 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 choose, I, I choose three candidates, and I, I, I've done this every August forever. My wife and I do this all the time, and we, and we, and we uh, celebrate them, and, we, and, we, and, we, and we, uh, we're very, very uh, supportive of them. And, uh, excuse me, uh, Senator, uh, do, do you believe that these three candidates... Are, are, are capable of winning their elections. You, you made remarks recently to the effect that uh, there was a lack of uh, quality in the, in the senatorial. Uh, 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 absolutely, I believe that these people have the capacity to win the lying, lying through his teeth, just, just flip-flopping and lying and lying. And yeah. No longer able to even, you know, truth gets eaten up very rapidly within, within MAGA world. And MAGA world pushes back, and you're forced to recant truth incredibly rapidly. Mitch, I, 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 I know, is on the one hand trying to prepare uh, for his own legacy situation, explain why he's about to lose the Senate yet again in a cycle that would have otherwise been the best possible cycle. You couldn't put together the factors that should result in the Republicans taking back the Senate any better than where they sit right now, except... For Donald, I mean Donald. Donald is the wild card. Donald, Donald, who has to feel as though he's the kingmaker. Donald, who has to feel that by exercising his power, he builds a bigger shield around himself. He shields himself from responsibility for his actions and makes himself immune to the normal processes of government. Takes him out of the realm of legal liability that any one of us would be in by simply. Simply exercising power. Oh, what is he? Oh, and he also collects money. He fundraises for himself off of any any way he wants to present his grievance du jour. He's had no lack of those opportunities with everything that has to do with the with the seizure of documentation from Mar-a-Lago. Is making money hand over fist for Donald, not for the Republican Party. Americans, when they make a transition, when they when they are watching uh, the the party that's in power uh, and decide that they want to go towards the other party in the midterm cycle, they are they are seeking to go to our our history suggests that you're going to uh, a viable party, a party with different ideas. I mean. It would be hard to imagine them being much more different than the Republicans' ideas of governance or non-governance right now. But, but you see, that's the issue. There, there has to be a sense that there's another party, that they're, that they're, that they're a viable, uh, it's a viable, functional party that's doing what it needs to do, that it's, it's a safe harbor of sorts for people. To, to leave the one party who has all the power in Washington 
and go and, and, and divide it up among another party, the other party. The, the problem, though, is that the Republican Party as a brand is so desiccated. It's so, it's so, it's so self-maligned. It's, it's, it's so functionless. It's so un, unsupportive of anything. It's so on the wrong side of so many issues for the American voters, from, from abortion to gun control to, to just, just name any number of areas to climate control. The Republicans have come out against all of this. To, to law and order, they're trying to destroy the, the FBI, uh, de defund it. Everything they screamed about the, the Democrats uh, uh, hoping to do uh, when, uh, when uh, Black Lives Matter uh, had exploded at, as into, a, uh, into the usual unfortunate uh, situation in some instances of people you know, breaking windows and, and looting and stuff like that. The stuff that they do. We, we would never do that, of course. They might do that. I, what, what would a Republican riot look like? The type that Lindsey Graham is, is predicting. I, I, I suppose one need look no further than January 6th to look to the Capitol. I don't think any, <laughs> I don't think anyone in their right mind would attempt to uh, invade or even organize or do anything that would result in an attack on the Capitol. Again, they, they might, it would be, I, I think, given who is in the White House right now and the knowledge we have of all this, it would be a suicide mission. I don't know how many Republicans would feel that I'd like to give up my life for this fear that we all have about losing everything. And that, that, of course, that, that, that fears what they're losing is, is as you get into a more compressed version of Trump world, of, of the MAGA, the MAGA crowd, the, what they're losing is the white control. It's always racial. Never forget that. This is America. It's always racial. You can always find something there. You can get into the economy. You can get anywhere you want. But ultimately, a, a little scratch and sniff below the surface, and you will find a racial issue at the, at the core of most things dividing Americans in this country. Now, it, it may be expressed in more classist form. But it's ultimately racial. Now, now Donald, and again, the, 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 the overarching theme of what we're talking about here is this constant, just pillar-to-post kind of vibration going through the Republican Party, beginning with Donald, looking for a way to get the number of Americans who want to see him prosecuted below 50 percent. I'm, I'm throwing that number out there, but I would think that would be a goal. That would be an indication to him that his power is once again surging and people are basically loath to come near him because he's Donald. It's that simple. And he's above the law. He hasn't been able to do it. So he came out with something really spectacular yesterday. He, on his soon-to-be-defunct uh, social media site, 
because the bills aren't being paid and things aren't happening. And this, this, is hap this happens to any business Donald gets into. Someone's going someone's gonna to get stuck with a bill and Donald's not going to pay it and he'll, he'll you know, it, it, and then there'll be another lawsuit and, well, that's okay. You know, I'm, I'm used to those type of lawsuits, says Donald. He came out with a statement to the effect, well, quite literally, that he should, that, that no, what was it? Hunter Biden, he had to get Hunter Biden in there. Remember Hunter Biden? That was the whole reason for getting, for trying to bribe Zelensky, President Zelensky of Ukraine, uh, to go find something on Joe Biden and Hunter Biden, okay? And if he did, then Donald would release the money that Congress had already approved. This was the reason for his first impeachment, and a criminal act on his part, by the way, which I don't know where the hell that stands in terms of the Justice Department's list of things to bring criminal act, uh, criminal charges against the guy for. I mean, there's that. There's everything that was still in the Mueller report that no one has touched. There's everything that has to do with January 6th. There's the separate Georgia uh, criminal uh, probe involving specifically the bribing, the attempt to bribe the Secretary of State of Georgia to find more votes. Votes to, to overturn the and Trump has got shit everywhere. He's surrounded by it. The stench of it is all over him. But what does he say? There was nothing done. Hunter Biden's laptop would have proved that if they if they'd only pursued that during the 2020 election, they would have found how much. I don't know what it, what Hunter had done, and what it, whatever is alleged might have been on that laptop. But that would have changed the election results. Therefore, just just and I and I realize that's about as spurious a statement as you can come up with. You realize the FBI sources said that whatever was allegedly being put on Hunter Biden's laptop, whatever was supposed to have been there, was most probably Russian disinformation. And in any event. It would have been the equivalent of getting the Hillary Clinton stuff out there a few days before the election, which wound up being nothing. So Donald, in essence, is saying with this release of information on his soon-to-be-defunct social media platform that if only I could have had the good fortune for someone in the FBI to run flack for me on behalf of... Of, 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 of lying about what they thought was in Hunter Biden's thing. And then it's okay, later on, come back and say it wasn't there. But gee, if only they could have pulled a Hillary Clinton on Hunter Biden and therefore on Joe, by extension, I could have won, I should have won the election. Because they didn't, follow this logic, because they didn't, that's why I lost. And I should have won. Follow the logic if you can. Therefore, I was the duly elected president. By failing to do the same stupid thing that they did with Hillary, and even if they retracted it, by not giving me an unfair advantage, because I'm the Donald, and I deserve unfair advantages, because I was not given another unfair advantage, which I'm supposed to get, I didn't win. How dare you not give me an unfair advantage? And because of that, here are my demands.
I demand that the FBI immediately instate me. Is it the FBI or whoever? He's demanding some governmental source to immediately instate him as as the properly elected president of the United States. He actually put this out in a, I'll call it a tweet, to call it truth anything is is, is scary, but he, he demanded this. Or in the alternative, he says, declare the election of 2020 invalid and we'll start from scratch, in which case I would still be sitting in the White House one way or the other. Uh, Now, okay, Donald says crazy, crazy things, but this is, this to me is desperation. The, The transparent futility of attempting to pull Hunter Biden into this when Hunter Biden was at the core of his first impeachment, when the information that could be used to just simply dissipate the whole issue is is so easily and so... (coughs) Excuse me, and so readily available is is evidence of a a desperation here. even, even Even for Donald... It's desperate. I mean, where Donald knows in his gut, he just has this, this capacity for smoke and mirrors and, and just basically, you know, deflecting uh, something and, 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 and just distorting the, the image enough to basically give him a slight advantage, knowing that his people will be out there to support him no matter what. This one is wacky. This one ends with nothing but, I am back in the White House now. I want back in now. And and this is not, it's been reported as just sort of a, oh, it's another Donald statement. But we know what Donald statements can do to crowds. We saw back on January 6, 2021, what a Donald statement can do. No, this one says, I deserve and I want back in now. You have two choices. You either put me back in now or you declare the 2020 election void. And we rerun it right now. Now... (laughs) I don't know what the reaction in MAGA land is. I can predict that this is going to get a lot of people excited, to say the very least. Uh, it's going to be more destroy the FBI. All the efforts being made by Republicans lately who, who were, when, when Trump was first claiming that the FBI should be destroyed and, and they were all jumping on and saying defund the FBI and then, of course, they all sat back and said, wait a minute, in our statewide races and even in our congressional uh, district races, this nine no- notion of defunding and getting rid of the FBI, isn't, isn't that against law and order? Aren't we supposed to be for law and order? No, but we're afraid of Donald, well, what... You get, you, get, you get the insanity of that situation. Well, suddenly Donald now has not only, and typical Donald, punching down and raising the ante. It's never enough. 
Enough is never enough. Too much is never enough for Donald. He has to raise the ante. And in this instance, it's out of, I think it's, it's, it's sheer terror. Whatever passes for terror in his soul, whatever, whatever, whatever he tries not to imagine is frightening him, but it still will come out in his statements and his actions. What, what, what anyone else would call terror this is what Donald is responding to in making a half-assed, ridiculous statement like that. Well, even with that, even with that, a, a, a poll that came out yesterday, and, and, and he had already made this, this, this half-assed statement then, and I don't know, well, maybe the poll had been taken before that, but I, I'll make a prediction and say it's not going to change much. Already, we are still at 57 to 58% of the American people want to see this SOB prosecuted, indicted and prosecuted for what? For the crimes that he's committed, the, the prima facie crimes that he has committed, that any one of us would already be in prison for. Do you think... Do I imagine, does anyone that I can think of imagine that because he's made this flat-out threat, and I mean, and the implication here is obvious, get me back in there now, and the implications of what would have to happen to make that happen are, are frightening to anybody if you have enough people in his crazy world who will act on this. Hey, the boss just said he wants in now. You know what we got to do? So that's what people, some people, I'm sure, somewhere in Magaland are making their plans based on Donald's command. I want in. Now. Enough of this beating around the bush. Enough of this waiting to see what they're going to do. I want in now. And I want them to think about what would happen if I, if I go in now. And I want them to, and I don't really care. You see, what I've just done was, what he just did was, he went beyond using the, uh, the raid as a predicate for whatever else is supposed to happen. The, the, the raid is gone if he's, he's going past, he knows he can't win on that level. He can't win with, he can't find traction within any large enough group to prevent him from ultimately being, you know, indicted and probably by, if, if, by, by any just standard convicted for the three criminal violations in holding top secret material under, under no, no proper conditions at Mar-a-Lago and just taking it out of the White House. It's criminal. Anyone else would be in jail by now. And there's some pretty long sentences that go with this, by the way. And loss of the right to run for any federal office or hold any federal office comes with it. Okay. Anyone else would have that. He is bypassing all that. He is bypassing the legal process, and he's simply going for the, for the emotional jugular, and he's back at the Hunter Biden thing. And we want this back out there, and I want to get that out there, and it, it justifies now, now, that I should be in the White House and that the 2020 election should be invalidated. He's finally, he's finally laid it all out on the table. Where does that leave him and us and the Republican Party? I've, I've yet to hear anyone respond to this. This is, this is a tough one. 
This is a tough one even for Lindsay and, and, and people of his ilk to respond to. How do you respond to a statement by a former disgraced, twice impeached ex-president, a committer of, of prima facie crimes, a guy who is waiting for the indictment whenever it comes from the Justice Department, from whatever district it comes possibly, it'll happen in, I don't know if it'll happen in Florida, it could happen, who knows where, where the case will be brought. But knowing he has no way to overcome that, how do you support his claims that he deserve that I want to be in the White House now. And if you don't put me in there now, I'll give you an alternative. I will, you must, you must declare the 2020 election invalid and start it all over again because I wasn't given the unfair advantage that I was given when Jim Comey brought up the whole business of Hillary's uh, server. You didn't give me you didn't give me what Donald is supposed to get, the unfair advantage. So I want I want that. And because you didn't, <coughs> I want the whole enchilada now. I deserve this. Give me the White House. Get rid of everybody. Put it in motion. Let's bypass all this legal stuff because I've got too much of it. And it's, it's, it's bearing down on me, and I know I can't win this one. Maybe even you know it, too. So let's, let's all forget about the law, forget about the Constitution, forget about the equality under the law, forget about everybody subject to the, everybody equal under it. Let's forget all of our norms. Let's forget all of our standards. Let's forget everything about what a president is supposed to be and what the president's supposed to be. Give me what. I want, and I want it all, and I don't care that it's unfair. I'm supposed to have an unfair advantage because I'm the damned Donald. That's where we're at on August 30th, 2022. And I, I, don't, I don't see... <laughs> I don't see how you retreat from this. I don't see how the Republicans... Uh, work around this. Yes, there, there will be, there, there's still a very good chance that the Republicans could take the House. Whatever passes for Republicans, that's the scary thing. You're going to have a Looney Tune assemblage running the House of Representatives if the Republicans should take it back. Uh, yes, everybody, yeah, McConnell said and, and, and McCarthy said and everybody was condemning Donald for what he did and that changed, within a, that changed in a heartbeat. And they were back to sucking up to the guy and everything. But there are too many bizarre uh, positions, too many contortions, too many things running exactly adverse to the mood and feelings of the American people that, that whatever is Republican is getting stuck embracing. And all of it basically is rooted in the notion that Donald can perpetuate this mass hypnosis, this, this mass insanity that basically says, I've been robbed, I deserve what I need now. Screw the operation of law, screw the court system, screw the FBI, screw everybody. 
I'm taking back the I want the president's the presidency back and I want it now because I deserve it because I was not given the unfair advantage that you're supposed to give me. That's what it comes down to. Now, what are you going to do about this? Republicans. Mitch, what are you going to, how, how long will you be able to not say a word about this? How long until some reporter asks you a question and you have to, or, or better than that, no, forget Mitch. Mitch, 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 you know, just puts pig grease all over himself and somehow slips through all this stuff. Let, let's try with Lindsay. Let's, let's, let's try with, uh, uh, with the, with the, with the, uh, the house minority leader. Let's, let's take any number of the crazies in the Senate or the House. Let's, let's get Marjorie Taylor Greene. Let's get quotes out there about supporting Donald's demand for instantaneous reinstatement as president of the United States or in the alternative, declaring the 2020 election totally void and we have a new election. I'm sure, by the way, the fundraising is going on from that as well right now. But it's appealing to the crazier and crazier group. And the Democrats, wisely, will get the crazies to say what they have to say, paint the remainder of the field with it, knowing that the remainder of the field really can't push back against the crazies. Even the ones that know the crazies are crazies and would want to, but they can't out of fear. Otherwise, they, wouldn't have, they would have done it by now. And just keep using Donald to destroy himself. It's going to happen, but at what price to the country and everything else? Will, will there be riots in the street when, not if, when Donald is indicted? The, the, the answer has to be, I can't, I can't speak to that. I don't know. The answer is, I don't know. And, and, but the follow-on to the I don't know is, but that can't change the process of law. That can't change the fact that Donald is subject to law and is not above the law, regardless of how he basically attempts to position himself. So will there be riots? Will there be uh, Republican uh, MAGAites, Trumpites, it'll be Trumpians, actually attempting to, I don't know, do what? In the street. I don't know what they would want to, who or what they'll attempt to attack in an effort to do I don't know what. It won't be putting Donald back in. It'll be an act of frustration. It'll be an act of, of it'll be a, a, an utterly uh, vacuous act. It'll be, an, a, an, it'll be a meaningless statement. It may get people killed. It may get people harmed. It will get many more people back in jail. Whatever those act, that act or acts may be, it's not going to happen? Will there be a civil war, as many of these Republicans are fond of, or these Trumpians are fond of, of voting or suggesting? Same answer. I don't know. But if they attempt to do something like that, it'll be done with a small minority of the American people, and it will be quick, bloody, painful, and disastrous mostly for the people attempting this last-ditch, 
that's it. We got it's 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 all or nothing. I'll I would rather die for what? For my white race? For my pick pick your thing? For my uh, right to uh, to 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 be better than anyone else? My right to be hateful? My right to be in a state of constant grievance? My right to have something more than anyone else? Whatever. Pick pick your pick your galvanizing hatred, fear, grievance, whatever it might be. And try to think through the need or the possibility of a spontaneous civil war, whatever the hell that would mean. And it will be disastrous, but most probably for those who would foment such activity. We don't need, no one really wants anything like that. No one really wants, well, there's a group of people who, who somehow fantasize that rioting is the is the way to ultimately seize power, as, as though seizing the power of the U.S. government is this relatively simple little thing you do by just getting a, a, a handful of people uh, to go a certain way and we take over everything and the government suddenly bows to... It, 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 it's not set up that way. There are processes and procedures and organizations, and there's a huge, huge effing army out there, a huge military that's not going to be amenable to the idea of just overthrowing all of the constitutional authority that it depends on for its own validation just because a bunch of people are pissed off. It's not it's not going to work that way. If if it got to the point where military where the military basically feels that it has to step in to stop the insanity uh, going on on all sides, that's that I, I would consider that a stronger possibility than a full blown whatever it might look like wherever it might look like civil war in this country. I, I yeah I, I would I would I would if if I were betting. The likelihood that the military did a junta, or a junta took over and, and, and did, a, and did a, a coup in this country, that there were a military coup to preserve the sanity of the country. Oh, it'll only be temporary. We'll, we'll, we'll just take over for a while until, uh, until uh, people re come back to their sentences. And, but meanwhile, General X will be the acting president. Of, he will be the general. He'll be the chief, maybe the chief of staff and acting president of the United States. And that'll keep going on for quite some time. I could see that if things get far enough out of hand. I, my gut says they won't, but Donald won't stop. Donald has no off switch. Donald has nothing, nothing, no guardrails, no off switch, no capacity to control himself. He must be removed from a position of influence. The Republicans know this. They're counting on the Democrats to help them. They're praying Merrick Garland and the Department of Justice will continue through with whatever it is they're doing right now that will result in the indictment, whatever it takes, the trial, just just, just basically as, 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 as at the verdict, call him guilty, and in the penalty phase, you don't have to throw him in jail, just make sure that he can't run again exercise at least that penalty permissible under at least one of the three criminal statutes he violated by holding uh, top secret documentation at Mar-a-Lago. Just, just, just give us that much, please, and so that we can actually begin 
rationalizing what's left of the rational component of this party before it's too damn late and it becomes a multi-generational thing to get any semblance of rationality back in the Republican Party by extension the rest of the country. Get him out of here. Please, Democrats, please, please help us get him out of here. We'll do anything. Maybe even if we have to sacrifice uh, this election site, we'll give you the House and the Senate. Take it. J just get him the hell out of here so that we have something to work with. We can blame him and we have something we can work with for 2024. Please, Democrats, save us from ourselves. Beg whatever is left of the rational Republican Party. <laughs> Good time for a little jazz.
This is Richard Gazer. You know, it takes lots of time and effort and all kinds of resources to produce the kind of quality program we produce here at Center Left Radio. And it costs money to do it. Now, if we screamed a little louder or thought a little less about what we were saying, we could probably get a few advertisers to pay us to sell their products to a more tribally predictable audience. But that's not who we are or who you are. You come to Center Left Radio for non-commercial, thoughtful commentary. You're looking for an honest, progressive approach to solving America's problems, not exacerbating them. And we're committed to providing all of that. We're one of the few stations offering full-time, non-commercial, progressive programming. And we're the only station, the only one, doing it with a combination of hope, politics, and that most eloquent of all original American art forms, jazz. Think of it this way. We support your needs. Now we're asking you to support ours. Take a moment and go to our website, www.centerlefttalkradio, one word, centerlefttalkradio.com, and go to the donate page. And when you get there, give whatever you can. On a one-time or maybe a recurring basis, $5, $10, $1,000, whatever you can contribute to make Center Left Radio's unique progressive voice stronger and even more significant as the full extent of the wrongdoing of Donald Trump and his associates becomes all the more evident. And as we seek to hold the House Democrats accountable for the promises they made to the American people during the last election. Yeah, you know what's at stake. And I know, we all know, we can count on you. On behalf of all of us at Center Left Radio, thank you. You've been listening to Center Left Radio, the progressive voice of hope, politics, and jazz. My name is Richard Gazer, and thank you once again for being part of today's show. Donald is desperate. Whatever passes, whatever, whatever looks a little more desperate than usual. And he basically has given up on any, uh, keeping any semblance of trying to do this legally. He's saying, I want the White House back now. Give it to me or declare the, the 2020 election invalid. Do it now. Will the Republicans go along this time? <laughs>